Wordplay, Theater for the Ear and the Imagination, presents The Christmas Ghost, a short comedy by early 20th century Canadian humorist Stephen Leacock. Leacock was professor of economics and political science at McGill University in Montreal and the author of several scholarly books. He gained fame and a considerable fortune, however, from his books of humor. His story, The Christmas Ghost, is his spoof of the English tradition of Christmas ghost stories, the most famous, of course, being A Christmas Carol. In our production, Michael Propster plays the narrator, and Kevin Sullivan takes the role of the ghost. Father Matthew Powell dramatized the story and directed the production. It occurred to me how completely the ghost business seems to be dying out of our Christmas literature. Not so very long ago there couldn't be a decent Christmas story or Christmas adventure without a ghost in it, whereas nowadays... And just at that moment, I looked and saw that there was a ghost in the room. I can't imagine how he got in, but there he was, sitting in the other easy chair in the dark corner away from the firelight. Are you a ghost? I asked. Yes, worst luck I am. I noticed as he spoke that he seemed to wave and shiver, as if he were made of smoke. Do you mind if I sit here and haunt you a while? By all means, please do. Thanks. I haven't had any decent work to do for years and years. This is Christmas Eve, isn't it? Yes, Christmas Eve. Used to be my busiest night. Best night of the whole year. And now, say, would you believe it? I went down this evening to that dinner dance they have at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, and I thought I'd haunt it. I thought I'd stand behind one of the tables as a silent specter, the way I used to in King George III's time. Well? They put me out. The head waiter came up to me, and he said, I don't allow silent specters in the dining room. I was put out. You seem rather down on your luck. Can you wonder? I can't get anything to do. Talk about the unemployed. Listen, let me tell you the story of my life. Oh, can you make it short? I'll try. A hundred years ago... Uh, I say... I committed a terrible crime. A murder on the highway. You'd get six months for that nowadays. I was never detected. An innocent man was hanged instead. I died, but because of my crime, I couldn't rest in peace. I haunted the house beside the highway where the murder had been done. It happened on Christmas Eve, and so every year on that night... I know. You were heard dragging your chains around and moaning and that sort of thing. I've often read about it. Precisely. And for about 80 years, it worked out admirably. People became afraid. The house was deserted. Trees and shrubs grew thick around it. The wind whistled through the empty chimneys and its broken windows. And at night, the lonely wayfarer went shuddering past and heard with terror the sound of a cry scarce human, while a cold sweat... Quite so. A cold sweat. And what next? 
Well, the days of the automobile came, and they paved the highway and knocked down the house and built a big garage there with electricity as bright as day. Can you imagine haunting a garage? It was humiliating. I tried to stick on and do a little groaning, but nobody ever seemed to pay attention. And anyway, I got nervous about the gasoline. I'm still a little too material to be round with his gasoline. So what happened? Well, one day, somebody in the garage actually saw me. And he threw a monkey wrench at me and yelled, Get the hell out of the garage! So I went. And after that? I've kept on haunting round, but it's no good. There's nothing in it. Houses, hotels, I've tried it all. Once, I thought that if I couldn't make a hit any other way, at least I could haunt children. You remember how little children used to live in terror of ghosts and see them in dark corners in their bedrooms? Well, I admit it was a low-down, cowardly thing to do, but I had to try something. And it didn't work? Work? I should say not. I went in one night into a bedroom where a couple of little boys were sleeping, and I started in with a few groans and then half-materialized myself so that I could just be seen. One of the kids sat up in the bed and nudged the other one and said, Say, I believe there's a ghost in the room. And the other said, Hold on, don't scare him away. Let's get the radio and see if it'll go right through him. They were going to stick the radio waves into me. Believe me, that was all I wanted to hear. Electricity just knocks me sideways. He shuddered. Then he went on. Well, it's been like that ever since. Nowhere to go and nothing to haunt. I've tried all the big hotels, railway stations, everywhere. Well, then why don't you just get immaterial or dematerial, whatever you call it, and keep so? Why not go away to wherever you belong or wherever you're supposed to go and stay there? That's the worst of it. They won't let us. Who's they? Why, the mediums and the spiritualists. They haul us back. These mediums and spiritualists have learned the trick of it, and they just summon us up any time they like. They get paid very well for each materialization. But what do I get? I've been reduced to a party trick. The ghost paused, and a sort of spasm went all through him. Damn it! They're at me now! There's a group of fools somewhere sitting around a table at a Christmas Eve party having a seance, and they're calling up a ghost just for fun. A damn poor notion of fun, I call it. I'd like to... I'd like to... But his voice trailed off. And at that moment, I heard the ringing of the bells that meant that it was Christmas midnight, and I knew that that poor fellow had been dragged off to a seance.